The COVID-19 pandemic has shut down public education, essentially turning every family into a homeschool family. What do you need to know to better equip your children? Find out on today's episode of A View from the Wall. Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor Joe Kerr with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View From The Wall. Welcome to A View From The Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs along with co-host Joseph Kerr, and today we have an amazing guest. Her name is Sam Sorbo. I love her work in the film Let There Be Light with her husband Kevin Sorbo that was one of the top faith films of 2017. But Sam has been in the news again recently for another topic, the issue of homeschooling. And now with everyone schooling from home, her expertise is more important than ever. Her book on this topic is called There, Your Kids, An Inspirational Journey from Self-Doubter to Homeschool Advocate. She'll also tell us about her coronavirus homeschool program today. Sam, welcome to A View from the Wall. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Yes. This is a really fascinating time that we're experiencing with the with the quarantine that we're undergoing, um, and the fact that now we have become a nation of homeschoolers, what I like to call accidental homeschoolers. <laughs> this is a glimpse that parents don't ever get, unless they basically already take the plunge and decide to homeschool. They never get a chance to sort of kick the tires and play with some of the dials and take it out for a test drive, and so... Here's an opportunity that parents have, and uh, I'm excited for them to discover not just how much they love homeschooling, but how easy it is. Right. So sometimes, sometimes that gets me into trouble when I say it's easy, but it is easier for me. It's a lot easier than when I sent my kids to school. Well, it certainly gives you more opportunity to influence what they do on a daily basis. I know that Joe has been a homeschool parent. Uh, we've done some homeschooling, some other schooling. And as I uh, look at what's going on in our culture right now with this coronavirus homeschool program, as soon as I mentioned that, I'm sure there were a lot of people who had their ears perk up and say, oh, I need that. So let's start with that. Introduce us a little bit to this idea of what the coronavirus homeschooling program is that you've been working on. Yeah, when you say, oh, I need that, I mean, that's exactly how this came about. We recognized that there was a need in the community. And the Texas Homeschool Coalition, which has been around for over three decades, they've got so much experience in the homeschool environment. So they put together this, this website. It's called coronavirushomeschooling.com. And we're offering four free, absolutely free, K-12 through lesson plans. So they will come to your inbox. You just sign up with your email and every day you get a new lesson plan for you to go through with your kids that includes some curriculum, that includes some extra credit things, that includes some games and some crafts and some other things you can do with your kids, just as sort of uh, an introduction to what it might look like if you decided to home educate your children. And um, it's been hugely successful. We have uh, parents from literally all 50 states and from other countries as well who have signed up and are taking advantage of it, K through 12. It's absolutely free. And really, we're just there to encourage parents. We think that homeschooling is the best thing since sliced bread. And so we are very, uh, very um, eager to get that word out and to, to let parents know that you can do this. In fact, if you go to the website, you'll see it just it starts out by saying, take a deep breath. You can do this. We can help. I like to think that it's 
Um, we, we give you soup to nuts and all you add is the love. You're right in the middle of this, Sam, and it's perfect time. Actually, sliced bread was invented at home, too, so I'm not sure you can use that analogy, but it works. Um, you're right in the middle of this right now. How are parents, and you pull a phrase that is common to everybody right now, how are parents on the front lines handling this? So, I mean, there, there are a lot of different ways that parents are handling it. Um, the best ones, the, the best way to handle it is to embrace it. And say, okay, it's a paradigm shift. This is a new normal that, you know, and it's, by the way, it's, it's also, let's face it, it's a phase, right? Everything will change. And uh, the one thing that we know will stay the same is that everything changes. Right. And so for this phase, embrace it. By the way, this is the way to strengthen your relationship with God. I believe that God gives us our children as gifts. And I think that it's our job to open those gifts. I don't think we should hand those, those gifts off to somebody else to open. And by the way, I have a I have a strange feeling. You know, God has a funny sense of humor. And I think that in part our children are meant to teach us to be adults and are are meant to teach us. And the one thing that I think people often overlook with the homeschool paradigm is how much the parent learns when they're homeschooling and home educating their children. That is so true. Yeah. Well, that's a phenomenal insight. And uh, one thing I want to mention, we're not just talking about the rest of the school year. For a lot of people, they are thinking about it in the short term, but we're talking about the long haul. Talk a little bit about those who are considering making that switch, not just for this semester, but for doing this the next school year and beyond. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a tremendous reluctance to commit to home education, I think, because we've been taught that we can't. And so if you feel that you're incapable, I'm here to tell you that the reason that you feel incapable is because that's what you were taught in school, that you can't do anything that you haven't been formally instructed on by a teacher at a blackboard. And I'm here to tell you that that's a lie. And you, I don't want to go through all the proof, but there are plenty. There are plenty of things that you do today, by rote even, that nobody actually taught you to do, that you learned yourself, that you taught yourself. Uh, in one way or another. And so that's, it's a lie to think just because you don't know exactly how you would go about the process of educating your children, that you are therefore incapable. That is a lie. Um, if you read my book, They're Your Kids, it starts with a quote from uh, the guy who basically formed the foundation of our education system. And the quote says that if education is properly handled, that the child's when they are grown, will not be able to do anything that their schoolmasters would not wish them to do. And that's the state that we are in right now. So if you feel incapable and you graduated high school, say, then you have to acknowledge that you are you have not an education, which, of course, when you're educated, it gives you the ability to impart that education, right? That's a proper education. If you don't think that you can impart the knowledge that you already have, then you haven't been educated. You've been schooled, which is an entirely different thing. And so what we're accomplishing in, in our classrooms today is more of a schooling than of an education. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to encourage parents to really embrace the concept that we need to rethink the way we define the word education. So the schools define education as college prep and career readiness. So let me debunk that. Let me pull that apart a little bit for you. What is career readiness? Well, it means that you can, you can leave, uh, you're ready for a career, and therefore you can have a career and you will get a career. That's what that should mean. 
But clearly that's not what they were accomplishing because we have so many kids now. The big thing is they're living in their parents' basements and they don't have a job, much less a career. And they can't even repay their student debt, which is astronomical. And so if that's college prep, then they don't know the definition for college prep. So um, the, the other thing that I'll point out is that 60% of jobs are sales jobs, involve sales in a major way, okay? I would argue that all jobs involve sales because you have to sell yourself to get the job. Right. But let's just go with the 60% figure. Where do we teach sales on the spectrum from K through 12 or even through college? Nowhere. So why are they telling us that it's career readiness? We toss the career readiness to the side. We're left with college prep. Well, what is college prep? Well, they're preparing your child to go to college, which is what? A great big price tag. So what they're doing is they're preparing your child to spend a lot of your money or they're preparing your child to take on a great amount of debt. And then the reasoning behind that is because at the end of that, the child will have a career or at least a job that will allow them to pay back the money. You know, I've heard of those things. I think, I think I've heard them referred to as pyramid schemes or Ponzi yes. schemes. You pay in a lot of money, and then at some future date, you're going to get a bunch of money out. I don't know, folks. I'm not buying it anymore. Yeah, well, that's certainly become the case in many colleges and education systems now. And so I'm excited about what we're talking about, but we're just getting started. We will be back with more right after this break here on A View from the Wall. Stick with us. From I Am a Watchman Ministries, here's today's I Am a Watchman Minute. Amos was told to preach what most people did not want to hear. God told Amos to share that because of sin, an army would surround them. The temple at Bethel, the altars at Gilgal would be destroyed. Their wealth would be taken. Israel would fall. Though many did not believe, it all came true. About 2,700 years ago, God called Amos to be his messenger because he wanted people to be warned that judgments were coming. A watchman's message is one of encouragement and warning. Watchmen must warn that the tribulation and judgments are coming, but also must encourage with the truth that a time of rescue, the rapture, is coming as well. Will you be God's messenger in such a time as this? Be bold. Be faithful. Be a watchman. I am a watchman.com. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. We are talking with Sam Sorbo, an amazing advocate for homeschooling with over a decade of homeschooling experience. And one thing I like is if you look at the site where she's talking about her homeschool materials, she asks the question, what if we admitted to ourselves that the public school system is tragically flawed instead of blindly relying on the same misguided, decrepit bureaucracy for our precious children. Now, that's a mouthful, but I'm going to let you unpack that a little bit for us. Tell us about what difference it makes when you get involved in the lives of your children through homeschooling. Wow. I mean, look, you, you teach your children to tie their shoes, to get dressed in the morning, to use the bathroom, to feed themselves. You know, you teach your children not to run into the street, to buckle their, their seatbelts. You teach them all these things, and then all of a sudden... At the age of five or six, you become inconsequential and the school must take over because let the experts do their job. No, <laughs> I'm just telling you, no, we need to put a stop to this. This idea that there's some expert out there 
that knows so much more than we know. You know your child the best. And by the way, you know, we, we drop our kids. I don't know about you, but, but I sent my child to public school and we moved to where we live for the, the most recent decade um, because of the schools, because they were, they were that good. Right. So we moved there and the day before school started, my girlfriend called me from the school and she said, Oh, they posted the teachers and congratulations. You got a really good teacher for your son for first grade. And I was like, that's awesome. And the next day I, I walked my son to school and I literally handed him over to an abject stranger. What was I thinking? (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, you know, all's well that ends well. Right. So uh, she was fine. She wasn't, uh, she wasn't like the best teacher in the, in the whole stack or whatever, but she was well loved because she had candy. That's what made her such a good teacher. And why she was so well loved is because she kept a bowl of candy in the room. But I want to point out the reason that they posted the, the teacher postings the day before school started is because they didn't want any flack from parents. You don't have any control. How dare you think that you might be able to change your students, your, your child's teacher before classes start? No, no. The bureaucracy is in charge and you must behave like you were taught to behave when you were in school. You don't speak out of turn. You don't interrupt the teacher and you only raise your hand to speak. I mean, and we're following these directions and I'm, I'm tired of it. People say to me, I can't teach my children. I don't know how. And I say, and you graduated high school? And they say, yes. And I say, but you feel incapable? And they say, yes. And I said, and you're willing to send your children back into the system that made you feel like an income poop. Oh, yeah. You think about that. Why would you do that to your child? You feel so in, inadequate that you can't teach a third grader, but you're willing to send your pride and joy into the system that, that arguably is worse than when you went to school. Now, let me just be very clear. I love teachers. I think teachers are doing an awesome thing. And I, and I understand their heart is for the kids and that's a wonderful thing, but they are working in a compromised system because the system is the system. And we, I don't see how to fix the system from within. If you have the idea of how to fix the system with what from within, please email me. I've been encouraging parents to run for school board, but the amount of, of abject, child abuse that's within the system now um, with the pornography that's in the system with common core and the way that they're teaching math, math as magic, basically divesting math from logic, which of course math is the language of logic, but removing the logic from the math so that the child becomes confused. The parent can't, can't explain the the new math because they were never exposed to this new math. Um, And so the child thinks that the parent's an idiot and the child is confused, and he gives up on math, and pretty soon we're only going to have Common Core graduates who are building our bridges, and heaven forbid I should drive on a bridge made by somebody who studies Common Core math. So I'm just saying the system is very problematic right now. If you're a Christian teacher and you're working in the system, you know you're not allowed to teach Christianity. Well, what do you think you're teaching? You're teaching the antithesis of Christianity is what you're teaching. You're teaching that the Bible is a collection of fairy tales, and that evolution is true, and oh, survival of the fittest, but wait a minute, no bullying, which is a contradiction in terms. And how do you think kids feel when they're taught a contradiction in terms? You set up some of that so perfectly because there are a lot of families considering homeschooling, and what you've said for those who are on the fence may help push them over the edge. Do you have any tips for parents who are trying to make up their mind if they can do this for the long term? 
I do. I would really encourage them, please go to my website, samsobo.com, and watch a few of my videos. You can do this, and it doesn't have to be perfect is my message, okay? The job of educating a child is really to ignite the child's innate curiosity, which, uh, strangely, schools tend to uh, suffocate instead of igniting. Um, your job is to ignite your child's innate curiosity and to show them how to learn. So if you don't know what you're doing, that's the perfect place to be. So you can say to your child, look, I don't know how to educate you, but I'm going to figure it out. And then your child goes, wow, mommy has to figure something out. Let me watch her and let me see what she does to figure stuff out. Because goodness knows I'm just a kid and I've got a lot of stuff to figure out. So let me see how mommy does it. Your job is to show your child how to learn so that your child can learn anything they want for the rest of their lives. And the mark of a true of a good education is the ability to entertain a thought without losing your your uh, self confidence or your composure. And look at what we're turning out into our colleges today: children who cannot cannot entertain a thought that doesn't conform to what they already believe. How will they ever grow? How will they ever learn anything? They already know everything. This is not education. This is schooling. It's it's not. We are not educating our children in our schools anymore. We are simply schooling them to believe certain things at the expense of believing other things, frankly, at the expense of believing anything uh, that has to do with Judeo-Christianity, quite frankly. And we're setting up these contradictions in their heads, and then we're telling them they're done. They don't have to think another thought for the rest of their lives. I, I wish that I had a strong opinion about it, but that's, that's about all I can say. <laughs> no, I want to jump in here because if people haven't already picked up on it, if they go to samsorbo.com, I encourage you to do that right now, samsorbo.com. If you go to Sam's store, you'll see some great testimonies of parents who have taken the plunge and they have been excited with the outcome. This is a scary thing if you haven't done it before, but it can be successful and you can do well. And we'll talk more about this when we come right back here on A View From The Wall. Stick with us. The I Am A Watchman ministry is supported by people just like you so that we can continue in our call to encourage, disciple, educate, and bring people from all tribes and tongues into a right relationship with Jesus. The I Am A Watchman ministry desires to reach the lost, encourage and equip believers, and prepare for the return of the Lord. There's a great need to share truth and disciple believers. Most in the Western world are not strong in their faith. Billions in Africa and India and in Arab and Asian regions are lost or persecuted for their faith. We want to reach them and equip them. Our vision is to facilitate the multiplication of godly leaders, watchmen around the world. Free I Am A Watchman resources have been accessed by individuals in more than 160 countries, but there's so much more to do. Please consider becoming a prayer and financial partner in this good work. Visit IamAWatchman.com to find out how. Welcome back to A View From The Wall. This is Dylan and Joe. We've been talking today with Sam Sorbo, and I've enjoyed so much this opportunity to discuss the positive benefits of homeschooling in the family. I know many of you are forced to do it right now, but as we look ahead to the next school year, there will be many people, I believe, who will choose to continue homeschooling because of the benefits it could have for your child, not just educationally, but socially, spiritually, relationally, as you bond with your children. And I want to talk a little bit in this segment as well about Sam's new book. Talk a little bit about your latest book that's come out. Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, my latest book is called True Faith, Embracing Adversity to Live in God's Light. Uh, Kevin and I wrote it together. 
And um, it, it basically talks about marriage and movies and miracles and how faith sort of informs our journey in life, that, that we are met with challenges, similar to the challenge that we are embracing right now, this COVID-19 um, sequestering or sheltering in place, right? But the idea is that we use our faith to embrace it. And so if you want to take a moment and look at this and say, well, maybe God's calling his people back into the family structure. Maybe he's calling marriages to reaffirm their commitment to each other and rebond and, and pulling families together with bonding moments for parents and kids. And so I love the fact that you point out that homeschooling isn't really uh, so much about education alone. It's about the family unit. It's about the relationship that you have with your children. And that's a relationship that I, that I would hope would be encouraged during this time. Um, because I think that I honestly, that's the most important thing. I mean, it's the most important thing. Yes, I'm going to be married to my husband for the rest of my life, but my children will live longer than me. And so I want to have that relationship with them. And I, and I find that parents, you know, we, we, we barely think about it. We, we just drop our kids off at school because that's what we're told we're supposed to do. Like, that's just the thing that you do. But the fact is that we don't understand what we sacrifice. When you drop your child off, you're tacitly telling the child, okay, the school's in charge now. I'm not capable and, or I just don't have the authority. So here's the school, the school's the authority now. And you're saying, well, I never said that. No. But when the child came home with the permission slip and said, daddy, daddy, you have to sign this. Teacher said you have to sign this. And you signed it. Boom. Your authority has been undermined. It's not the teacher's fault. It's not your fault. It's not the child's fault. It just is. Okay. There are some things that just are, and there's no reason to place blame. Um, this is absolutely not the fault of the teachers. Uh, it's, it's a little bit, we could say, you know, we've allowed this to happen. Christians really need to be running for school boards and really need to be looking at the material that's being handed to our children. Did you know that the World Health Organization has guidelines for teaching uh, four to six-year-olds about masturbation? Uh, zero to four-year-olds about masturbation. Forgive me. It was zero to four. It's nonverbal. How do you teach a child who is nonverbal about their private parts? That's called pornography. That's called pedophilia. I'm sorry. And that's from the World Health Organization. And those are the experts that we're listening to. We need to give some thought to what experts we're choosing to listen to. We just had Elizabeth Bartlett, who's a professor at Harvard University, call for an outright ban on homeschooling. Yeah, this is the brain trust response of Harvard University, that there should be a ban on homeschooling, which is now federally mandated, I'll point out. And by the way, Harvard actively recruits homeschoolers for, for their classes, for their colleges. Yes, Sam. It's, a, it's absurd. We're going to have yeah. to get you to come out of your shell a little bit and, and try to open up and say what you really <laughs> think, because I, I feel like you're holding back here. You guys, I don't know what you did. There's something in the water. You just got me going. I'm just, uh, yeah. So, so, so the book, our book is True Faith. You can find it on my website. And, and guys, by the way, I'm starting a new TV show on americasvoice.news. And my radio show is daily at mojo50.com. It's also podcast as the Sam Sorbo Show podcast. Yeah, so I think people are going to want to hear a lot more from you. So this radio program and television program are perfect for these times. So, Joe, go ahead and jump in. I know we have one more question we want to share today before we wrap up. Sam, a lot of our listeners are 
watchmen and women. They have a calling on their life and feel compelled to watch, warn, witness, and finish well in these last days. They look at world events, including public education, and interpret that in light of Bible prophecy and what the Word of God says. And we like to end each program by giving them a bit of a challenge and a word of encouragement in that difficult job. Let's assume a lot of them are parents, and they're right where we're talking today. What do you have to say to them? Well, I, I, if you take a biblical view of what's happening in the world today, God's calling his people together in family. Now, if you look at the Bible and you read the Bible, you will see nowhere in the Bible does God call for Christians or for Jews or you know, for his people to send their children away to be educated. It never calls for the state to educate children. It never calls for the church to educate children. It calls for the parents to educate their children. And in two places, it calls for grandparents to pour into the lives of the children. And so if you embrace this, you take it seriously, then the calling is clear. Uh, Home educate. Now, let's be clear. Home education doesn't mean sitting at home and grandpa gets up at the blackboard and gives a lecture. That, that's not what it is. Like I said, education, we need to redefine the way we even look at the term education, right? Um, Bill Gates didn't graduate college. Steve Jobs didn't graduate college. Innovation is not born of going to an institution. And we need innovators. Goodness knows we need innovators. So maybe this is God's calling on us now. And we've been schooled to obey to not speak out of turn, and to not question experts. And I'm saying, guys, we need to start questioning. Yes, well, I guess that's my word. <laughs> no, I love it. We need to start questioning. That is a great response. And we hope you've been enjoying today's interview with Sam Sorbo. Again, samsorbo.com for more information. Her book, They're Your Kids, An Inspirational Journey from Self-Doubter to Homeschool Advocate. Uh, thank you again so much for being with us today, Sam. Thanks for having me. And of course, we'd like to encourage you to go to our website as well at IamAWatchman.com. IamAWatchman.com. You can get tons of resources on Bible prophecy, on spiritual growth, on Christian worldview. We'd love to help you any way we can. So reach out to us there. Thanks again for being with us here on A View from the Wall. We'll be with you next time. A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the donate button. Thanks for listening and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.